The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. All right, Pharrell, back on coast to coast for hour two. We bring in Mafia, Brian Siano, to talk the fight game. Uh, Why don't we start, Mafia, with uh, the UFC finalizing a Magny-Neal matchup. How do you like that fight? I like it a lot. I think that's a great fight for that division. These are two guys who have, uh, you know, been around and have, you know, had a lot of fights and lately have been making some noise. So I think this is a good matchup between these two guys to try to further their, you know, standing in that division. And whoever wins that is obviously going to make a nice little jump here. So I've heard about um, Kat Zingano's plan. She wants to fight, uh, you know, uh, Cyborg, but she has to win this big fight she's got going on uh, Friday night. Uh, so do you think she'll get it done and, and eventually get to fight Cyborg? Uh, I think she had a good chance to eventually do that. I mean, that division, especially in Bellator, is a little weak. It's a little thin. You know, you're kind of going back to the well here with Cyborg in her next offense fighting, you know, a woman she's already beat. So, you know, I think you're always looking for fresh faces. And while I'm saying Zingano's a fresh face to anyone because she's been around MMA for a long time. She was in the UFC, was a contender, you know, there. Now is in Bellator. You know, she's still one that, you know, you haven't seen fight against Cyborg in a while. So if she gets that opportunity, I think it's a good chance for Bellator to try to make it off of, you know, two names that people know, but that maybe don't have a recent history like a lot of these other women do in that division. So, you know, she's got to work her way up, though. It's a, you know, been a long road for her, up and down, a lot of things going on in her life. You know, not always the prettiest things between, uh, you know, what happened with her ex, her husband, his suicide, between the things that she's been going through as a, as a mother, you know, single mother. You know, she's had a lot of injuries and stuff she's had to overcome. So it's been a long, you know, hard career for her. Hopefully she can make her way all the way back to the top and see what she can do against one of the best in the game. All right, so I'm excited to watch uh, the one championships tonight on TNT. Can you break it down for us with some picks? Yeah, there's only a couple of fights that are going to be on this main card. The only two that you really care about and know about as far as, you know, the names going on. And we know the first one, of course, is going to be Eddie Alvarez, the former Bellator and UFC champ. He's fighting in that one uh, against Yuri Lapicius, a guy who we don't really know well, but he's you know, a 25-year-old Guy coming in there in the prime, making his name here. He's got a lot of strike wins here. He's a tough dude. He's got a lot of power, a lot of people say. But, you know, for me, I'm still sticking with Alvarez. I know recently it hasn't been pretty for him in his last couple of fights. He didn't fight at all last year. But in, you know, 2019, you had the, a couple of losses here. You had the Poirier loss. Then he got knocked out in his first one fight right after that. And then he came back with a nice win here with the submission in his uh, second fight. So now this is his third fight in one. He's fighting a young striker that's coming in there and wants to make his name, and his chin might not stand up as it used to with Alvarez, but I still think he's smart enough, you know, in his veteran years here to stay around the edges, not take those big pops, and he's a, you know, decent-sized favorite here. Not on Fandle. Fandle doesn't have odds for this, but some of these other books do. He's about, you know, two and a half, 
favorite, you know, two and a half to one at minus 250. So I'm going to stick with Alvarez there and think his veteran crafty fighting uh, takes the win here, maybe by decision. And then the other one, the main event, the championship fight, you got your boy Mighty Mouse, Demetrius Johnson, fighting for the belt in that one against Adriano Moraes. Moraes is a great story, a young guy who was, you know, given up by his mom, abandoned in the streets of Brazil, going back and forth with foster families until he finally gets adopted when he was like three. He's worked his way up here with all this fighting. He's only a short-reigning champ, though. Just got the belt, so it's not like this guy's had a lot of career, a long career here as the one title holder. And he's coming in against Mighty House, Mighty Mouse, with a lot of submission wins. This is a guy who likes the ground game. And if there's one person you don't want to go ground with, it's Mighty Mouse. We saw how much he dominated that division in the UFC for a long time. You know, obviously he had a great pop with his fist, but a lot of it was just wrestling and tossing guys around. So I think Mighty Mouse is going to take this one. I think he's going to take this belt. He's been on a great run here since he went to one, uh, and he is a huge favorite here at seven to one in some books. So. I'm going to go Mighty Mouse and Alvarez, not just because of the big names. I've done the research, and they're the better fighters in these fights. All right. Uh, we welcome in all of our uh, radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 204, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline USA. It's coast to coast. I'm Pharrell talking to Mafia about the fight game. McGregor and Poirier have some trash talk going on already on Twitter. Yeah, you know, McGregor was talking about all the work he's putting in, all, all the you know great things he's doing to try to get ready for this fight. And then Poirier responded like, "Hey, I'm no slouch. I'm not. I'm not sitting around waiting for you. I'm doing that work too." So then, you know, Conor McGregor went back and said, "All right, well, meet me. In the, said, meet me in the middle of the cage." Conor said, "Go ahead. I hope you do that because last time, you know, you ran a little bit and tried some other tactics, tried taking me down right away. So I hope you meet me in the middle of the cage. And you know what, Poirier is gonna be in the middle of the cage, but he's smart enough to know I'm not gonna just stand in the middle of the cage and let this guy wail on me. So. Well, they might meet there to start. I don't expect it to stay there for long. But, you know, it was trash talking back and forth, but it was respectful because Conor, Conor McGregor respects Poirier way more than he respects anybody else has ever fought before. Masvidal wants a trilogy fight against Usman after he wins uh, the rematch. Thinks uh, an easier weight cut will be the difference this time. Are you buying that? No, I'm not buying it. You can blame him on the weight cut all you want. Yes, you had to cut a bunch of weight in six days. But that's because you're playing hardball with them and had to sign last minute on this fight after Burns dropped out. So, yes, that could hinder you. But he didn't lose that fight because of a weight cut. He dominated you just like he did with everybody else by, you know, clinching and grabbing and tossing and, you know, getting his strikes in here and there. And I expect that to happen the same way this you know time around as well. I don't care what Masvidal has done since. He hasn't fought since that fight, hasn't shown us anything different. I'm sure you have more time to cut the weight. But planning for a trilogy fight before you get in there against the nastiest guy in that division who just put Burns down really quick with some nasty punches, that's a dangerous way to try to make a living. Our buddy B-Hop says Canelo's just in uh, preseason with his last few fights. Yeah, that's a nice way of looking at the hacks that he's fought against. And what do you think of Tim Bradley saying Pacquiao will be a dangerous fight for Crawford? I don't agree. I think Bud Crawford will beat Pacquiao. I respect his opinion. Bradley's been in there against both of them. He, you know, of course, fought Pacquiao a couple times, and he said he, he trained with Crawford a while. You know, he said he's got like 100 rounds of sparring with him, and it was a while ago, but he said, you know, you still see the same tendencies that he saw when he was there training with the kid and that he's a great fighter. He's not saying necessarily that Pacquiao will beat him, but the way that, you know, you have Crawford as a slow starter and Pacquiao comes in there hot right out of the gates, you know, and that he still has that pop, that if he does the way that he, you know, usually has fought before, that can make it tough fighting against Pacquiao, the way he'll just jump right on you with that pop. This guy White wants to fight Deontay Wilder. I say they get that on. All right, great job, Matthew. Good stuff. Uh, we'll come back and talk more baseball with you. Not just the games going on, but everything going on around the league. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Carver, hi. Let's talk about tattoos. Uh, so I said to you last night on uh, Pharrell on the Bench on Sports Good Radio that um, he's going to have uh, shoulder surgery with that labrum tear as sure as I'm sitting here. And it's just a matter of time when they're going to do it. I think they're, uh, they put him on the aisle for 10 days. They're kidding themselves. I know Dr. Chow came out with a report last night uh, on social media uh, with his followers that uh, it's inevitable that he's going to have the surgery. And he also said that, uh, he'll have it and he'll be done for the year. Uh, I told you, uh, the length of the recovery Chow said it's six months. Uh, I had the labrum and rotator cuff surgery. It's nine months. He's just having the, uh, the labrum. Obviously that's his problem. It would appear to me. Uh, there's no way I believe for, for one minute that his, um, season is not in uh full jeopardy well yeah of course it's definitely in full jeopardy i mean he's gonna go on this 10 days here sure enough the day that he's eligible to come off of the injured list is the first padre dodger game of the season we'll see if he's there for that game in the lineup that night but what's gonna happen scotty when he does come back play a month it hurts him even he hurts it even more and then he's out for the season anyway uh you know that that's kind of where it's at but Here's Padres general manager, A.J. Preller. He says no surgery. He's going to make it through just fine. Here's Preller. You know, I think, uh, you know, in general for us, I think it's uh, just being safe and, um, you know, giving the uh, the left shoulder inflammation and some of the instability a chance to to calm down and, um, you know, put him in a in, in a good spot here, use the, the 10 days to uh, continue working with him and, you know, again, like put him in a good spot to uh, to continue for the season. But, you know, ultimately, it's uh, our medical team and Fernando agreed non-surgical, uh, go the route of, you know, some rest with uh, with some, some, some exercises that he can do to help that area, help strengthen that area, um, and, and hopefully look up in 10 days and, um, you know, at that point in time, look for him to, uh, to get back on the field and play. I just don't believe any of that. I just, uh, I'm sorry. I, like, these things don't get better with rest. Uh, they don't get better sleeping on it. They don't get better doing resistance band training. It's simple. If you have a tear in your labrum, you have a tear in your labrum, and there's only one way to deal with it in pro sports, and that's across the board, the four major sports. They're all the same. They get it cut. That's it. It's surgery. Labrums don't repair on their own magically in the middle of the night like A.J. Preller is selling everyone in San Diego and in baseball. I'm sorry. Uh, did you see the guy crumbled over in agony? That was after he was already in agony. Now he's in double agony. What's next? His arms are going to fall off? You think A.J. will believe him then? We will see. Uh, Ten days. We'll see if Tatis comes back and if he's in the lineup for that Dodger game and how long. He won't he last. After that, we'll see if he can make it through the season. Going to be very hard for him to play with that shoulder 
as many have already said. The Brewers and the Cubbies are tied in the ninth today. Yesterday, the Brewers beat them 4-0, but the highlight, Scotty, we love on Coast to Coast, was benches clearing after somebody getting plunked. Wilson Contreras got hit with a pitch, did not take lightly to it. Benches cleared. Here is Cubs manager David Ross. We were tired of getting hit the last couple days by the Brewers. Here he is. Just took exception to to get in the head yesterday and then, you know, up around the shoulder, elbow area. You know, it's just it, – it's scary i mean right now you know there's at some point you have to you have to be better you can't just continue to try to pitch in uh and hit guys it's, it's got to be better i love baseball fights that's all yeah. i have to say i mean we're less than a week in we've already had two we had that one yesterday we had castellanos over the weekend with molina we're off to a flying start White Sox and the mariners playing right now out in seattle they are scoreless in the third last night the White Sox beat them ten to three, uh, ten to four, and that was behind this one. Let's hear it! A mammoth grand slam from Jose Abreu on NBC Sports Chicago. Oh yeah, Jose Abreu! The door has been broken. A grand slam! Wow! Well, we're pretty early in this season, and the big man already has two of those. You saw one in Anaheim, opposite field. You saw another one here. And what was a tough, tense, and tight baseball game has turned into a 10-3 semi-laffer. For Steve Stone, this is Harry Cowery saying <laughs> so long, everybody. Uh, all I have to say is I think Jose Abreu will win the home run title and the MVP this year. Uh, he has been excellent. Uh, really, you don't hear about his name with some of these other guys around the league. Uh, Abreu absolutely rakes. Garrett Cole last night for the Yankees, 13 strikeouts, seven nice. innings, a dominant performance from Cole. We were going to play you some footage of him talking about how great he pitched and all that stuff. Forget that, Scotty. Let's hear him talk about his boy, Jamison Tyone, who's on the hill tonight and what the post-flight plans to Tampa are after the game tonight. Here's Cole. I think I know what Pete wanted to ask you. Uh, you got Tyone uh, going tomorrow. Given your relationship with him, what, what is that going to be like to be able to watch him finally make his return to the mound? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be special, um, you know, uh, but I think, um, I think we'll, you know, put the emotions aside and just try to get after the Orioles first and uh, hopefully have a bourbon or two on the plane if uh, if it's a good day and maybe three or four if it's a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Spark it up, Sparky. Boy. He looked like he was just coming from the skateboarding world championships there after he smoked a bone with that hat on. Uh, ready to have some bourbon with your boy Mafia and Jameson shots of Tyone. Garrett Cole hanging with Tony Hawk out in California with that look. Right. Your boy, get the bourbon on ice for tonight with Tyone. Dodgers beat the A's again last night. Uh, they're tied right now. The A's haven't won a game yet this year. We'll see how that goes for them. They could not hit Clayton Kershaw last night. Kershaw says, it's not all me. How does anybody get these guys out in my lineup? Kershaw loves it. Here he is. I'm glad I don't have to face him. I really do. I mean, Mookie Seager, JT Muncy, I mean, you just, you can't stop. And it's just like, 
if one guy's not having a great game, the other six are, you know, and it's just, um, it's fun to watch. It really is. And yeah, we're getting 10 hits a night. We're scoring five plus runs a game and, um, you know, watching DMA, watching Huli throw the ball the way they did. Um, it's just really exciting for the rest of the year. It's important that we get, uh, you know, Clayton Kershaw on the show as often as possible here on C2C. He's got great flow. I mean, the hair still looks outstanding there on Clayton. Uh, Cards beat the Marlins last night. Mets beat the Phillies. The Phillies are beating them right now. The Red Sox ended up sweeping the Rays this afternoon after getting swept by the Orioles. So a very up-and-down start for them. Diamondbacks won a wild 10-8 game over the Rockies in 13 innings last night. Ryan McMahon, who had three homers for the Rockies in the loss. Always a tough scene when you hit three home runs and your team loses. You lose. Uh, the you the lose. Reds pounded the Pirates for 14 runs on 70, 17 hits last night, and then the Reds pounded the Pirates again this afternoon. So no raising the Jolly Roger uh, in Pittsburgh the last few days. Two games tonight, um, Colorado and Arizona again out at Coors, and the Orioles and the Yankees, Jamison Tyone, as Cole brought up. No Aaron Judge in the lineup, Scotty. Boone says some soreness on his left side, some wear and tear from less than a week uh, being in the season. So embarrassing. I mean, honest to God, you got to be kidding me. He's already injured. I mean, uh, you hit the under on that one in a hurry. Give me the Yankees and the D-backs. Yankees and the D-backs, yes. Uh, so they're hoping that Judge, with the day off tomorrow, this is like the, the usual Aaron Boone PR line. Well, you know, we got a day off tomorrow, and if I give him off today, you know, maybe by Friday he'll be ready to go. And that's when they're going to put him on the IL, you know, on Friday. Yeah. that's what They'll hold off till Friday, and then they'll say he's got an oblique injury. It's the same story every single year. It's embarrassing. Yeah, and he wants a 15-year deal for $400 million. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, Carver High, let's rank the field for Augusta National. Yes, we are ready. The Masters is here, round one tomorrow. The Azaleas are blooming. No November Masters here. This is your typical April Masters, and we are ready to rock. Of course, we will get to the favorites in a moment. We have to start, Scotty, with our boy, Rick Gaiman, breaking down Augusta getting us ready for the weekend. Here he is on the grid. All right. 
It's the first full week of April, which means it's Masters Week. That's right, for the second time in just six months, the Tour's best are headed to Augusta National to battle it out for a green jacket. Of course, this is not only the last major championship of last year, but the first of this year. So back-to-back -back major championships both coming at the Masters, and it's going to play a lot different this time around. If you remember back in November, there was plenty of rain leading into the event, including a three-hour delay on Thursday morning, and those players took advantage of those soft, receptive conditions. Nearly every scoring record was shattered that week, including Dustin Johnson going out and shooting 20 under par en route to his victory. This time around, in its more traditional April time slot, we expect the course to play much more firm and much more fast, providing a more difficult test for the top players in the world and they are all in attendance every single one the biggest question mark though being Brooks Kepka, who is dealing with an ailing right knee that has actually uh, been uh, operated on over the course of the last couple of weeks so his status is still up in the air for the week but everyone else is here it's going to be a great week. We're going to don a new Masters champion, and these guys are going to be battling out it out all week long on one of the world's most iconic golf courses, Augusta National. All right, Rick, great stuff. Uh, here we go, uh, Carver High. Uh, who do you like? I, I'm going with uh, like a bunch of shockers. Like no one, uh, no one's betting on these people, are they? Uh, Moriyama, Victor Hovland. Sunjay M, is that his name? The South Korean yes. guy that's had uh, yes. nine top 10 finishes and 18 starts this year. And last year at Augusta or in November, he kicked ass and took names and he chewed and spit out that golf course like he had played it 50 times. Uh, that guy's dangerous. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. Uh, and we could take a look at the odds before we get to JT. I, I do want you to hear from him. But we can take a look at the odds of who's on top. We know that DeShambo and Johnson are going to be there. Spieth is getting a lot of action at FanDuel after winning the Valero last week in Texas. Justin Thomas off the win at the players. Rom just had a baby. He's all out of sorts. McElroy, Cantley, Shoffley. I like the guys you're going with. I'll throw you a few more. I, I, I like guys with past performance. So guys that have won there. So Patty Reed at 30-1. to 1. Um, you know, if you have guys like Bubba Watson, who maybe you don't want to normally get involved with, he plays well at the Masters. Adam Scott, um, even Sergio, Scotty, you know, we get down on Sergio, but where's Sergio's greatest performance ever? Uh, it was here at Augusta, right? So I think that those are the guys that you want to try to look to this week. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that. Even Freddie Couples plays great every time he yes. uh, plays at Augusta. So uh, I'm excited about it. I ha I've had it on uh, the TV here throughout the show, the practice rounds. And uh, one of the things that's fascinating to me is the turnaround of Jordan Spieth, of what he's done to yeah. get his game back, because he was like seeing a shrink over how bad he played. And uh, he has found his groove this year in the last, you know, whatever, six seven tournaments he's been kicking ass and taking names and then one in uh, san antonio at the tbc he will be a hot name starting tomorrow for sure he looks like he has come back from what seemed like a couple years off where he just could not figure things out justin thomas his game is at its peak right now won the players last month as we know good friends with tiger woods you and amy mentioned it earlier 
They gave out the Woods details, doing 83 and a 45 up the hill there in L.A. But JT, very close with Tiger, and he has been checking in on him and hates that he's missing Masters Week here in Augusta. Here's JT. You want to check on him. You want to see how they're doing. And it's like I, I remember, I mean, when I was out, what, a month and a half for my wrist, like I felt I just felt so down because I'd never been out because of an injury. And I, I just I remember the people that reached out to me and checked on me, see how I was doing. Um, you know, I didn't need a call every single day, but just, you know, hey, how's it going? Want to see how you're feeling? And like it, it just, you know, it meant a lot because it's easy to get down on yourself uh, when you're out for a little bit. So that's kind of it's just what I want to do for him is just be like, dude, like I'll do anything you want. You know, if you need me to help out with your kids, I can do that. If you want me to if you want me to bring you if you're craving McDonald's and you want me to bring it over, like, dude, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'm here for you. I'll, I'll help out however I can. And um, but, he, you know, he's been good. It's been good to just go hang out with them. And we're fortunate with the basketball just to, to kind of hang out and watch sports like we would any any normal time. And um, so, yeah, it's been it's been good to see him and hang out with him. I'm sure it's been fantastic for the two of them. I have to tell you, though, um, I think it's disgusting, uh, to be honest with you, that nobody's railing on this guy for doing, uh, you know, 85 miles an hour in a 45. Like, you're just an asshat. Like, who do you think you are? Like, like, who does that? Like, do you really drive 90 miles an hour in a 45? Like, in a, can you imagine in your town where you live where everywhere you go the speed limit's 45 and if you saw somebody barreling down the road doing 85 miles an hour i think you'd be steamed you'd you'd give them the finger you'd do something you'd be a slow down what are you doing uh, i can't believe that this guy gets a pass uh it is beyond me how no one blames tiger woods for anything in fact Nobody even cared when he was doing pills and getting high and drunk. This guy is God's gift to the world. He can do no wrong. He crashed the car doing 85 miles an hour because he, he, he actually deserved it. When you're driving 85 miles an hour in a 45, you deserve to fly off the road and crash into a tree. And that's just all there is to it. Tiger will not be among the former winners playing at Augusta this week, but I give you some props for the former winners who will have the best score of past champions. DJ, of course, is at the top being the favorite, as we know. Patty Reed is on there. Sergio, Adam Scott, Bubba, Phil, Danny Willett, legend, 29 to 1. Don't Danny forget about VJ, VJ Singh not on the board. I think he's going off at 100 to 1 if you wanted to get VJ in the mix. I've got one more for you. About a hole in one, Scotty. We have seen them at Augusta before. Will there be one? Minus 176, no hole-in-one, plus 138. So they're betting that there will be a hole-in-one at some point during the four rounds of the tournament. Okay, the champion's dinner was last night. As we know, we saw Dustin Johnson's menu yesterday. Here's the menu for his brother Austin's caddy dinner. That's right, the caddies have a dinner too, Scotty. There you go. Uh, your granola bar, gourmet hot dog. BYOB, bring your own beer, served in honor of Mr. Austin <laughs> Johnson. So the caddies get involved as well. Caddy champions dinner at Augusta. I know that you're in on the gourmet hot dogs at the turn. Well, isn't that fantastic? <laughs> uh, I only like Vienna dogs in Chicago. We did an entire hour on that last night on yes. Pro and Events. 
Rick Haro, now our sports business and hot dog insider. You heard him on the bench last night. Uh, one more on the champions dinner. Uh, since we had it last night, Dustin Johnson had his meal. Phil Mickelson, of course, was in attendance. He has been at many past champions dinner. And here it is, Scotty. Story time with Phil. He tells you about one of his memories of the dinner. I'm always open to whatever the Masters champion has to try. I, I've uh, tried a lot of different cuisine over the years. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I remember I'll share it with you a little little funny story uh, from Adam Scott's victory. And he had uh, had this wonderful meal, Australian themed, and out comes dessert and it's pavlova. It's uh, meringue with some fruit and so forth. And I said, no, no, there, you can't Google this stuff because our cell phone, you know, there's no cell phones allowed, right? And I said, oh, uh, Pavlova, that's uh, inspired by the great Russian ballerina Anna Pavlova, who was touring through New Zealand, Australia. And the Australian chef was so inspired by her beautiful movement and tutus, she ended up uh, naming, he made, made a dessert after her. Chairman Payne looked at me like, what kind of stuff are you spewing here, you know? And uh, no, no, this is, this is true. You know, Zach, Zach Johnson looks at me, he says, I got $100, says that's not right. You know, so everybody's calling me out of my BS. And a lot of times I am BSing. However, <laughs> however, my daughter was a dancer. And she wrote a biography on Anna Pavlova. And I made 32 Pavlovas for her class when she was a little girl. And I knew this. And I ended up, you know, being right, which is not often. And I was right on that particular moment. So th some of these moments that goes down in Champions Dinner uh, are, are, are special. And that was, uh, you know, that was cuisine inspired. Look at Lefty telling stories I mean, about ballerinas at the Masters. Just, I mean, in mean, those dinners, uh, you'd pay a lot of money to hear what be a fly on the wall at those Champions Dinners. A tough room to get into. Down I'd there rather in be Augusta. on the Yankee plane drinking bourbon with Tyone yes, and Cole. With Tyone and Cole. Uh, speaking of Phil, he will tee off at one twelve tomorrow with Tommy Fleetwood and Scotty Scheffler. Dustin Johnson tees off at 10.30 a.m. with Westwood. Sergio at 10.18 a.m. with Webb Simpson. Bryson DeChambeau, one thirty-six in the afternoon with Adam Scott and Max Homa. Jordan Spieth, 2 p.m. tee off with Cameron Smith and Colin Morikawa. There you go, Scotty. Some of your groups for tomorrow at the Masters should be a lot of fun. Rory playing with Rom too at ten forty-two. That's a good group as well. Yeah, and Bubba, uh, Kepka, and Hovland at ten oh six. SportsGrid.com: Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips twenty-four-seven as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
always a pleasure to hook up with our good friend Michael Williams, host of the 19th Hole podcast on GolfWRX.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Michael on TV with an A-E-L, Michael with an A-E-L. Uh, Mike, I know you're fired up for uh, the Masters uh, starting tomorrow, and I know you got your shot today, your first dose of the vaccine you're styling way to get that in before uh the masters begins then you got to go get the second one are you doing a double shot or did you get the one shot deal no i'm doing the double shot I, i'm doing the, the pfizer double shot so uh, i got one now one three weeks from now but uh you know i'm really you know i'm going to the phone booth and do like this you know i'm ready to to do the superman thing i feel great so uh, they say it hits you later but we'll see what happens yeah, I got it, and because uh, I had the COVID, then I got the shot, and then I actually got sick. Like the next day, I had the chills. I was really lethargic, and uh, I felt like I got—I told you—sucker punched by a bully in grade school for like three days. My arm hurt, but I got over it, and I can't wait to get the second one. But I did find out today that it's like all this news that it only lasts six months. I would have waited until October to have the shot if I knew it only lasted six months because I want it in, like, November, December, January, February in the winter. I don't need it in the summer when I'm out playing golf every day with you, Mike. Let's talk about Jordan Speed first. Uh, what do you uh, prescribe uh, was the difference for him turning his life and game around because he was messed up in the head and playing terrible golf, and then all of a sudden – uh, he's been kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, well, it's very simple. Uh, he had a two-way miss, and he was basically playing like an amateur for the last three and a half, four years because when amateurs go up on the tee, they tee up the ball with their driver, and not only do they miss, they don't have any idea which direction they're going to miss in. Could be left, could be right, could be a pull, could be a fake, could be a slice, could be a hook. And that's basically right. the way he's been playing. So it's kind of a testament to the fact that he could actually stay on the professional tour with a two-way miss as bad as he had it. What he's done is eliminate that two-way miss for the most part. And now all of his skills can actually come in, which is the putter um, and his mid-range game. He's not going to overpower a course, obviously. That's still not the strength of his thing. But he can play from the fairway. From the fairway, he's as good as any golfer out there. So he's finding fairways, and now he can play golf again. And combined with his knowledge and relative uh, success and experience at, uh, at, at Augusta National. I think this is really one of the most interesting stories to watch out there. Will his newfound confidence uh, translate and combine with his experience to create a winning, a winning formula this, this week? You know, uh, everybody uh, thinks I'm crazy because uh, I'm going rogue on uh, Morikawa and Victor Hovland as my uh, favorite two guys. Uh, in this uh, tournament this week. And I also was talking earlier about uh, the weights uh, the Sanjay M guys played uh, on tour in, in his top tens, at least nine or 10 of them in like 18 to 20 starts and somewhere in that neighborhood. And then it, in November, the kid kicked ass and took names at, at Augusta. Uh, am I crazy with these three? I don't think I'm crazy with Marikawa. I think he's a badass. But what about the other two, Hovland and M? You're a little bit crazy, like, overall. I will say that. <laughs> so, in, in, in your defense, so it's not just about this. <laughs> it's, um, I would say they would be, they were guys who are obviously talented and obviously playing well. So when, you, when, you pick, when you're picking horses, you pick form, right? They call it the racing form. So you pick horses based on their current form, and those guys are in form. Having said that, the guys I more go for 
are guys who are due for major championships, especially a Masters. I see Justin Thomas as due. The guy is, he reminds me of Ron Guidry in his, uh, in his prime. Remember that guy, just like this salty guy. You couldn't understand where he got all that speed from, but he would just bring it. And he was like, had that little red ass to him, you know. He makes, he misses, he walks a guy, and he strikes out the next three. That's JT. He makes a bogey, makes a double, and he'll birdie the next three holes right in succession. I think the course sets up for his high ball flight. I think that that's the guy to watch. Of course, DJ, to repeat, is another guy to watch. Obviously, the way he lit it up last year. Um, no, so no, you're, you're not far off, you know, from picking guys who are in form, but I would put other guys at the front of the list in front of them. All right, fair enough. Um, you know, we've seen Xander Shoffley play really well uh, at Augusta. Uh, is he another guy that's going to get in the mix again? I like Shoffley. Now, I like that pick. That, that makes some sense. But here's a guy, not only does Shoffley play well, he plays his best in big tournaments. And for some reason, his, he's one of those guys who, who's, whose heart rate slows down in the big moments. And he's always in the mix in these big tournaments and majors. I think he's a guy who's going to win multiple majors before his career is over. So I wouldn't be surprised if the first one uh, is a Masters. I really see him as a, as a, as a really solid pick um, um, coming in. I also like John Rahm. You know, here's a guy who has been number one ranked in the world. He is not afraid of that golf course. He has plenty of length for it. He has the putting skills for it. He's got that fire under control now. And plus, he's got that new baby, you know. So this is a course in, in and in a tournament that loves a good story. And what better story than to have this guy come in with a brand-new kid and then a, a little like green jacket to wrap him up in, you know, to put him to bed. Yeah, that would know, be a great story. Uh, we had Tim Brando on yesterday, and he uh, picked John Rahm uh, to win it, Tim from Fox Sports, uh, to win it. And I know uh, he had his son, I think it was a boy, right, the baby boy that he had. Uh, so good for him. You know, Carver High's not interested. He just had a baby boy as well, and he doesn't care about anybody else's babies at this point with all the screaming and crying he's hearing every day. He just wants uh, – he wants an old – Big name that's won it to come through again. He likes betting on the uh, Pat Reeds and guys that have had success at Augusta that have worn the green jacket. Carver High laying it all on guys that get it done previously. What do you think of those apples? I mean, again, I mean, there's no, there's no shame in your game. You know, if you're going to bet money, um, um, and you know, the guy's got a kid, he can't afford to lose money at this point, right? So you, you go with those favorites. <laughs> you go. You go with the people who know the course and, and displayed some uh, some sense. You know, they, they always say that the, back, the, the tournament begins in the back nine on Sunday, right? And there's something to that. And there's a lot of guys who come through with that. I say it begins on that front nine, that, that first nine on Sunday, because that's where you have guys like Patrick Reed who are, like, chipping in on number one, you know, to save par, uh, making birdie on number two. There's something about that guy. Obviously, to a lot of people, not the most likable guy in the world, but damn, does he know that golf course. And his short game is I think it's on par with Phil Mickelson right now. I mean, the guy can do it all uh, from from 50 yards in. There's nothing literally that he cannot do, especially on that golf course where, you know, the the, the greens are basically like Pauley Pavilion painted green. I mean, it, uh, the floor there, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, I, look, uh, previous winners, you start with DJ. I mean, DJ lit it up, set scoring records, and, um, you know, he has a chance to go back-to-back. Back. I mean, he, he, who will be... The first guy to have the uh, two majors in a row, both the Masters, right. back-to-back green jackets. You know, he gets to get, hand the jacket to himself, sort of do, you know, the snake move from the 80s, right? So, <laughs> so <laughs> your, your, boy, uh, 
my uncle Huey, uh, everybody loves Uncle Huey. Uh, Huey said he's from Belfast, and he always says to me every year, every time, he says, It's got to be Rory, kid. It's got to be Rory. Rory is back. He's had no love at Augusta. A lot of close calls. He needs that green jacket to complete the career slam. He hasn't won a tournament in a year and a half. But uh, Uncle Huey and, and his sister, Kathy O, she's been in the hospital. She said, get out the Jameson for Rory. We got to bet on Rory. I love Rory as a person. I mean, I do. I, I think he is such a great representative of the game. He's smart. Um, he's thoughtful. He is um, uh, and, and as talented as the day is long. There's really nobody. I, I, I haven't seen a golfer in my lifetime, including Tiger, who has more natural talent than Rory McIlroy. There is a thing, though, right now where he is just not playing good golf. I think it starts with his wedges because his driver is still formidable. But for the distance the guy hits it, his proximity to the hole should be about half what it is right now. He, and this is especially important when you get to Augusta. You've got to hit it close because those putts are insane. Even six-footers are insane from there. Um, I, I, I am rooting for him, but I don't see it. So my two stories that I would love to see, if either Roy McElroy wins it, I burst into tears. If Bernard Langer wins it, I burst into laughter and tears, okay? Because that's a guy who can be on the leaderboard. He hits every fairway. He hits his irons like he's 25 years old. If he manages to get enough protein drink in him, you know, one of the <laughs> drink stuff to, to last four holes walking on that course, who knows, man? You see him on the leaderboard on Sunday. How great a story would that be? That would be like, you know, Watson almost winning it in uh, at Turnberry, you know, but Langer's got the chops for it. And you tell uh, Carver, hi, you want to take a previous winner? That guy, he won it a couple times. In the 80s and yeah, 90s. Throw, throw a couple bones down on Bernie Longer there, Carver. Uh, how do you think Brooks Kepka is going to do, Michael, off of uh, the knee surgery like less than a month ago? What's going on there? How, can you really turn and burn that quickly off of that? Uh, we'll see. You know, it was sort of like it reminds me there of uh, Tiger doing his thing at Torrey Pines, you know, all those years ago, you know, coming down and winning in a playoff, you know, with uh, that uh, uh, broken uh, leg that he has. Look, he, he says he can play on it. Um, the thing that's interesting to me is that he says it hurts walking downhill. And basically about 75% of playing Augusta National is walking downhill. I mean, that you don't get the sense for the undulation of that golf course on that. Getting around it is no joke. Okay, You have to really be able to manage yourself uh, getting from hole to the hole. Um, to me, it's going to be all about pain management. You know, um, uh, if, if he can take the pain, if he can – can manage that. He says it hurts to bend over, you know, pick his ball up out of the hole. So it's all about pain management. He's got the game, and I, I love him when he's healthy. But w when he's this hurt, I think we'll see after. We'll know after one round what what, what he's going to do. Whether he can whether he can peak. I think one round will tell us whether he's in it or not. All right. So Carver Hyde told me that uh, Saturday they're expecting uh, rain all day. That we might have to play. Uh, Sunday, like all day long from like bright and early until the sun goes down. Uh, is that what you're hearing? I'm hearing the same thing about the weather and Monday finish maybe and all this sort of thing. Look, um, I think they'll do, they'll do what they have to do. If they have to set up, you know, threesomes, foursomes, whatever, they want that Sunday finish, you know. So they'll do everything that they can to, to have that Sunday finish because that's where the ratings are. That's where the drama is. That's where the history is. Um, so they'll, they'll, they'll do everything they can to get it in. And 
you know, the folks at Augusta National are connected. If anybody's got a, uh, a, a cue into the to the weather guy, you know, they do. You probably remember. So, so Augusta National controls everything. The state of Georgia, the weather, God, politicians, they control everything. Lastly, let me ask you respectfully, I have one minute. Um, I'm floored at what I heard about Tiger Woods driving 80 miles an hour in a 45 I mean, I said, he, you know, you drive that fast in a 45, you deserve anything that comes your way. I said that earlier on the show. I don't wish that on anybody, but how nuts do you have to be to be driving 85 miles an hour in a 45? I mean, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, you know, it's all good until it isn't, right? I mean, we all know that. You know, it, it, Here's the thing, you know, you grow up and you, you get older and you think that you learn something about consequences of your actions. And um, these are a very extreme consequences for his actions. By the way, that kid's lucky he's not dead. Um, you right. Just just don't do that. You know, it's, it's, it's just that simple. Don't do that. It doesn't surprise me. I thought they were going to have some way to tell whether he was asleep or not, that sort of thing. But, you know, God bless the fact that the kid is not, um, you know, up there playing yeah. with Hogan right now. He's lucky. He's just lucky. Yeah. And stop yeah, it. No Michael, stop, man. I got to run, buddy. I love you. Thanks for coming on today. Uh, GolfWRX.com. Check him out, Michael Williams. Enjoy the Masters. I'll talk to you again really soon, buddy. Love you, Pete. Peace out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Oilers up in Ottawa, one nothing after one. And you got uh, Dodgers up 3-2 on the A's, bottom seven. Mets down 4-1 to the Phillies, top five. Mariners up one zip on the White Sox, top five. Giants 2-1 on the Padres at Petco, bottom five. Cards, Marlins, scoreless after six. Those are all ongoing. Sean Miller fired at Arizona, finally. The coach of the Cats on the hoops court. DeSumno at Illinois declares for the NBA draft. Michigan's Mike Smith. The guard that played at Columbia and in Ann Arbor enters the draft. I thought he played great in a tournament. Final four returns to New Orleans next year for the first time since 2012. Associate AD Sharon Lewis suing LSU for $50 million after Les Miles' investigation. Greg Norman, what's the deal, Carver High, posting all these nude photos of himself in the shower, and then they even got a shot of his package on there today. Not good. The shark getting involved. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> All right. A family of a California man who died after a taco eating contest at a minor league baseball game is sued for negligence. Maybe he shouldn't have shoved so many of those Ortegas down his throat. And then a Philippines man dies after doing squats as punishment for breaking COVID curfew. Wall sits are popular on the bench. We used to make Shep do the wall sits for hours wow. at a time. Little did we know that you could die from such abusive hazing as the 
wall sets. Have you seen the one where, uh, what is the guy, the runner, the famous runner, he's in there with the soccer check and they're, you know, they're doing wall sets. He's doing both. He's doing Usain, both Usain Bolt. Usain I always Bolt. forget his name. I have early uh, for Alzheimer's. <laughs> and then the girl, what's her name? Um, I, I forget the commercial that she's in. The blonde. I, you I got early for Alzheimer's. Yes. <laughs> Not Rapino. It's the blonde-haired chick. And they race each other doing wall sits. The double wall sit will get you every time. See you tonight on the bench at 10. Uh, GTD is next with Marenzi and Cam. Carver High, great job today. Michael Williams, Amy Dash, Mafia, Tie Stick. Have a good night, everybody. The only place to turn for expert sports gaming strategies and information. But we just call it The Edge. This is the.